president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. And you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite leaders across all walks of life to join us in a bold move to get coached live and in person right on the podcast. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce to you my guest. Her name is Jennifer Huggins, and she is the founder and president of Kingsway Boxing. And she's also, interestingly enough, the founder and executive director of a fight to sit to end cancer. Did I? I don't think I said that right. Jennifer, fix me, please. <laughs> the the fight to end cancer. We don't want to save cancer, but we want to save the people uh, affected by it. So, so fight the to fight end to cancer. end cancer. Got it. Well, welcome, it. welcome. Thank you. So uh, you live in Toronto. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what's it like to run a boxing place right now? Is it even open? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we fought to stay open. It's been a it's been a roller coaster to say the least. I think for most small businesses out there right now. So I speak for all of us when I say it. Every day is a new day. Uh, we're pivoting in so much. I think that we're getting pretty dizzy. I think that was one of your guys who uh, who gave me that analogy. But it was it's been very very up and down. Um, but I find ourselves right now at this point finding a bit of a balance with what we've been given. So we're really restricted, but we're still able to find some sort of uh, way of moving forward. So that's pretty good. So how do you move forward? Like, how do you offer boxing services in this environment? Like, what's the, what is the pivot you've made? I think boxing is uh, surprisingly one of the most adaptable um, sports, I guess. We, you know, it, you have to find ways of, I mean, the analogy of moving around the ring and fighting a fight, you know, it's your fight unless you end up conceding and fighting the other person's fight and then you fight your opponent's fight. So you know, a boxer is trained to be in control of their own domain always. And that is kind of what we're doing here. So it's really tough right now, uh, especially for the elite teams to be training. Uh, they're trying to train. And right now our restrictions actually say that we're not allowed to do cardio-based activity right now. It can be technical-based. So there's a lot of shadow boxing happening, some bag work, all technical movements. It's not going to get us ready to get into the ring right now, but it'll keep us uh, ready mentally at least. So it's, uh, there's a lot of training going on, not to the extent that we love it. Uh, we're not allowed to do sparring. We're not allowed to even do pad work right now because uh, they decided to end, this, the government ended social circles. So we're, we're struggling a little bit, but there's a couple of really good things on the horizon that we're kind of keeping our eyes uh, geared to. But it really is just about adapting. You know, every time some, one tool is taken away from you in boxing, you learn to use the other one. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. So you're applying this in your business as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all we, that's all we got right now. So, you know, I, I remember when I started the business, I wanted it to be, you know, a, a competitive fight business. And I think I realized very quickly that there's no real money in amateur sport and really actually it costs you a lot of money. So there's money in that context. But what we found very early on when I had this vision of having this competitive um, sport as a business, it's not really about the competitive aspect of it. It's more about the fitness. So you can actually sustain the competitive uh, team. So okay. we're, we, I learned that pretty early on. So we're doing a lot of fitness based, uh, well, I guess, technical based for people who are looking to just stay in shape mentally right now. Um, but yeah, just applying it to, uh, to the business part of things and keeping things moving forward in whatever possible way. So as I mentioned, when we hopped on my daughter's uh, into boxing, and she's, you know, dying to get back in dying to spar again, dying for that interaction. And uh, she will say, undoubtedly that boxing keeps her sane. So Definitely uh, keeps us all sane. <laughs> yeah. So you're also involved in this uh, fight to end cancer. What brings you to that? Why is that uh, important to you? 
Uh, it's a loaded, it's a loaded question. It started off uh, because I think cancer has touched all of us in one way or another. Um, and someone very close to me was being affected by cancer. She was fighting. It was the first time in my life when I started fighting cancer, it was the first time in my life I witnessed the reality of what fighting cancer really meant. Um, I think that until you really witness the ins and outs of treatment and the um, heartaches or hardships that everyone have to go through who are involved, not just the person fighting cancer, but also the families involved, um, even in some cases, the financial involved, which was kind of sparked me to want to do the fight to end cancer. Um, that's where it kind of started. And it just exploded from there. Um, you know, I had my fight. And what I realized is when you surround yourself with people who support a vision, they have their fights and it's just kept on growing from there. We've had over a hundred people fight in the fight to end cancer. Um, we've had thousands of volunteers. We have thousands of family members now who are fighting alongside of us. And that's, what's keeping that uh, propelling forward. It's really not my fight anymore. It's become, it, it wasn't my fight. As soon as I said, okay, I want to fight to end cancer. It really turned to everybody else's fight. So it's, it's been one of those evolving processes and it's turned into a family more than just a cause. Very interesting. So you're on the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast. What is your challenge today that perhaps I could help you with? Um, you know, I guess uh, it's probably the challenge. I, if you can help me, you're going to help a lot of other people. It's that challenge of, um, I think, staying on point and on focus on what the goalpost is going to be when it keeps on moving. So I'm very goal-oriented. Boxing's very goal-oriented. Uh, you know, if you're not looking for the knockout, and I think in amateur sport, you learn that you know, you're not always going to get that knockout, but you're trying to win the bout. Um, really what's happening around right now as a small business is that, you know, each day that goalpost moves. So it's not just about finishing that round. Uh, you know, ultimately in boxing in an amateur fight, there's three rounds in a fight and you want to make it through all three rounds and win those three rounds. In this case, it's like every day is a new round. You have no idea what's going to be thrown at you next. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a loaded question when you say, you know, what can you help me with? There's, there's a few things we're doing really well. Uh, I think personally, the biggest struggle that I have right now is, you know, when you don't know where the finish line is and you don't know what direction that finish line really is, how do you keep motivating, not just yourself, because I'm quite motivated, but how do you keep motivating um, people? So in our case, in my case, uh, clients, you know, they're coming in for, uh, you know, one hour or whatever it is. That's fine. My actual struggle, <laughs> you can grab that phone. Um, how is my, my daughter? Love it. She probably heard me uh, talking about boxing. Maybe. Uh, so the actual struggle actually comes my, my other position I took, and this has been the biggest, um, I would say struggle of everything right now is I'm a president of boxing Ontario. So being the president of boxing Ontario, I've got elite athletes looking to me for support and direction on, you know, some of them are hoping four of our athletes are hoping to go to Tokyo, um, for the Olympics. And I don't even have an answer, you know, for sure if Tokyo is going to happen or what the next step is to qualify for it, because we haven't been able to get people to even train here. So, so, so your question is, how do we move forward when we're not sure what's going to happen? Or what direction forward is. Okay. So I, I want to talk, kind of talk to you about a few things that you mentioned, and I want to address some of it and kind of play around with you a little bit. So the first thing is, how do you move forward when you're not sure where the goalpost is and it keeps moving? In other words, how do you move forward when you're not sure what's going to happen next? And what's really funny about that question is we actually never know what's going to happen next. Before the pandemic, after, like we, we actually never know what's going to happen next. We just have this illusion that we know what's going to happen next. Truth be told, anything can happen next at any time. Right? So, Definitely. Right? And so 
The question is, so how does that affect us? And for whatever reason, now we're just more conscious that we're not sure about what's going going to happen next. But nothing actually dramatically changed. And a lot of people will challenge me on that. A lot has changed. But the truth is, we are still just as much in a state of unknown as we were before this pandemic. I, I'll challenge you a little bit on that one. Um, so you're right. Uh, I actually was just talking, I don't know if it was with you uh, when we were setting this interview up, but um, the the illusion, you're right, is gone. And I 100% agree with that. What I'm not used to, and when we talk about goalposts and we use the analogy of game, is I'm not used to the rules changing every day. So I think maybe if we narrow down what the real uh, struggle that we're having right now as small business owners, as um, someone who's in a leadership position, is that our rules keep on changing. Okay, so let's talk about rules. Okay, so and because I've coached so many people just like you, the really, really highly driven population, what I will say to you is rules is a very interesting subject. Because by and large, people live according to the rules that they define. And a lot of times those rules are somewhat limiting. And I see you as a person who's ready to break down any rule that gets in her way. But (laughs) we are unconscious of the rules that we impose on ourselves and live by. And what really that is, is what beliefs do we have that are causing us limitation? And that exists in every industry with every single leader I've ever encountered. We create rules that we live by, theoretically, to keep us safe, to keep us sane, to keep us uh, focused, to keep us headed towards some goal, to keep us in the state of illusion that we know what's going to happen next, right? But those rules are things we invent. And so if we invent rules, I invite you to invent new rules. So let's just put that on hold for one brief moment. You said something earlier, and I, and I want to explore that a little bit further. You said there are some things we're doing really well. What are those things? Uh, well, again, as I come back to the pivoting, that would probably be the, the biggest thing that we thrive on as boxers and how the businesses continue to survive uh, a lot of the blows coming our way. Um, so just adapting and finding new ways of innovating within the rules that we have to abide by. And there's a lot of them, uh, especially in the industry that I'm in. Uh, there's just so many new rules every day. And we have found ways of um, complying and we found ways of making it interesting and fun. But every single time we find a way of doing that, um, and, I, and I hate the word but, but it really does come out here is it's like the challenge again just comes up every almost every single day as to you know right now for example um, you know we found ways of complying with what uh, the I guess type of exercise we're allowed to do inside we're now uh, we were operating already in kind of a stage two and then the government said okay well you're only allowed to have ten people in now so we're trying to use outside. So the new rules are you know outside you can have a few more people inside you can have ten maximum. And now we have to, and this is not, this is not new. Now the weather's changing. So now we have to innovate new ways of staying warm. So right now we're just getting people to dress warmer. Um, I don't know how long we can keep that going, but kids play outside all the time. We don't have a lot of kids. We have a lot of adults as well. Um, but it's just not used to playing outside. Adults aren't used to playing outside. No. And they're also not used to having to comply outside of the rules they create for themselves. So this has been a very interesting time. And so we are doing very well at adapting and creating new opportunities within the the rules that are defined for us. 
So I, I want to share with you a reflection that I have as I speak to you. I think you're doing one more thing really, really well that perhaps you're conscious of, but, but I think we can elevate it to a whole new level. Everything that comes out of your mouth is a bit of an analogy of what happens in the ring is happening in life. We're adapting just like we adapt in the ring. We're taught to go for, you know, like th there's this parallel between what happens in the ring and what happens out of the ring. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yep. Always. <laughs> yes. And so for me, as I listen to you, you're in a perfect position to actually teach, train, inspire leaders in how to stay in the ring, oh, that's a good analogy, even when they're getting knocked down. So to take the lessons that you learn in the ring, now apply it to running a business, staying alive, keep going, right? And so what does that mean for you? It means that, sure, you wanna bring people into the ring physically, but perhaps you can bring them into the ring in a different way. What I'm suggesting to you is that as you continue to adapt and as you continue to pivot, you ha actually have an expertise that perhaps you haven't tapped into, which is teaching people how to stay up. That might introduce them to slight, you know, uh, maybe light boxing, right? So what we're doing is we're taking your expertise and applying it to a whole different purpose what do yeah. you, what do yeah, you think yeah no I agree yeah, that, that's something that um you know as with you I, I have to coach people every single day and um I think people are staying very positive and I think that the effect that uh what we offer through Kingsway has been really helpful for that uh, just like you know being active physically or mentally keeps us alive um and to bring it back over to uh, the high performance athletes, for example, that I'm kind of referring to, they really have a clear goalpost. That one hasn't changed until they're told that the Olympics is canceled. They're going to keep training for it. Um, you're right. They can do light training. However, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I, I'm not talking about your high performance athletes. I'm talking about your high performance business owners. Yes. Yeah. And, right? and so I've been, yeah, you know, for sure. Actually, I was, I was sitting part of uh, something else that was similar to this, where we we're trying to help other business, um, business leaders or executives through kind of different things that they're dealing with as well. And you're right. That's exactly what I've been trying to help people out with. So that part of it, it's interesting. I, I've, you're right. The illusion is gone with regards to, you know, we never really had control. I think that the major change for leaders like myself is that there were always people trying to help plan and put uh, solid plans in place that could be um, at least executed within some sort of range. And now for everyone to lose that illusion at the same time, I think is I'm okay with my illusion being gone. I'm, I'm okay with the illusion of forecasting. I used to uh, plan out two years in advance. I'm okay with that. But when everybody around me can't do the same, that's where you start feeling like you're in a bit of limbo. So you're, you're right. I can definitely help. And it's a bit of a micro. I think it's taking things from a macro vision and bringing it to a micro vision and being okay with that and yeah i'm slowly becoming we're talking eight months after i think their first shutdown so i'm much better with it now and i'm helping others become better with it through the analogies yes and i i mean i think it's very interesting imagine you're in the ring and i'm not in, i know nothing about boxing i'm not the boxer right but you're <laughs> in the ring and suddenly 
you know, you think you're doing well, you're, you got your stamina, you got everything going on. And all of a sudden your opponent takes a massive swipe at you and you're on the ground. You didn't see it coming. It came out of left field like the pandemic. So what do you tell that fighter in the ring? And, and you don't have to answer me right now, but Mm -hmm. you have a strategy. You help prepare people, not only for, you know, getting back up, but okay. So there might be a swing that comes at you. What do you do when you're down? And I would suggest to you that you have expertise that you can share beyond the, the world of elite athletes, mm-hmm. right? And in so doing, bring more people in, perhaps at a slightly lower level, into the world of boxing. And that's what we're focusing on right now. Right? So, so you, yeah. have, you have a new door that potentially you can open through this concept of analogy, through teaching people what you know in the ring to apply outside of the ring. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love doing that. I think that's something that keeps me inspired and keeps me moving forward personally. So yes, like for me, that could look like actually a workshop, a training class, something where, uh, you know, maybe you're meeting people in a zoom environment and teaching people like these boxing lessons applied to the business world. And now, Hey, why don't you come to a boxing class and join us too? Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, Zoom. So that's one great thing that has opened up some incredible things. Just like this meeting today, we, uh, we started as soon as the pandemic. So April was the first time we started offering virtual programs, not just for uh, people interested in boxing, but for corporate. So I have a very large corporate network from the fight to end cancer. We started offering uh, different corporate workshops, exactly what you're talking about. um, And always have done team building on how to kind of build, um, I guess, life strategies through the skills you can learn through boxing, the mental skills and the strategical skills as well. So it's it's a pretty cool thing. Definitely doing all of those things. I think overall, I couldn't be happier with the the things that we we're able to develop, just exactly what you're talking about there through, you know, using these analogies and helping others through the pandemic as well, either physically, emotionally or, or mentally. Um I think I'm still, still, I think the only struggle I really have are the ones who had these goalposts that couldn't move. How do I help them stay on track when we don't know where that's going? I think that's probably, I keep coming back around to the high performance only because those are the ones that I can't seem to really quite figure out the best because um, I don't have the answers, right? We don't have. Well, but okay, so, so we're going to step back for a brief moment and just look at that. So when we see other people suffering, which is what you're saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we see other people struggling, what happens to us? And as leaders, we can notice that they're suffering. We can have compassion that they're suffering. And then the question becomes like, how do we actually help them? Right. And, and um, for you, you're buying into this problem of a lack of goalpost. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we can create a new goalpost or perhaps we can kind of wake up and notice that, the goalpost was an illusion anyway, right? Or, but, but the question becomes, how do you lead? How do you model behavior? And you're doing it. You're doing it by pivoting. You're doing it by offering new things. You're doing it by saying, okay, well, that plan is out the window. Um, okay, right? What do I do now? Mm-hmm. And that approach is exactly the approach you need to breed for them. Which is awesome. And so that's, and I think that's kind of the, uh, the next step of just kind of, I, I think actually that's really what it comes down to is not just, I think, I think too macro, I think it's just helping to, you know, f- 
find the goals, the achievable goals, even if they're just daily, um, it, which is what I'm able to do for myself is just helping to do that for others who are very like-minded, but like very locked on to a goal. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. The word is locked on, right? Mm-hmm. When we're locked on, then what happens? Then we think there's only one path. This is the only way. And if this way can't be, then my life is, you know, really in a state of disarray. Mm-hmm. And you're demonstrating with your own life that you're not locked on, but you're locked on to their vision for themselves. And so step number one is you got to lock off, new word, uh, mm-hmm. right? And and show them that there are other possibilities and, and apply exactly what you are doing with you and your business and your life to, to them and their struggle. That's exactly it. Definitely. Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope you got some, a little bit of an idea of what you can, can do with uh, some of what's going on in the world. Definitely. You know, I, I, I really appreciate the, uh, the taking, uh, locking off is what my next step's going to be. <laughs> I get very locked. Yeah, I get very locked on. So I'll, I'll lock off now, but that's awesome. And what I would love to do with you is actually talk perhaps after this podcast about like how you can actually put together literally a workshop for business owners, entrepreneurs, the, co- the corporate world, that is a reflection of how you stay up in the ring. I just, I love that idea. We can talk about it a little more. For sure. I'd love to. For those of you who are listening, I hope that you walked away with some ideas, some, some inspiration. And if any of you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you're not so willing to share on the podcast, reach out to me anyway. My email address is Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Jennifer, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me.